Naomi Brickle is currently the director of the Community and Support Network in the Lower Hudson Valley region and coordinator of policy at Westchester Institute for Human Development. She shares her experience as a parent going through the self-directed IEP process with their children. Three of my children um, actually have IEPs. And one of the things I've learned in the process with my own children is just how empowering giving them uh, a voice at that CSC table can be. I'm thinking in particular right now of my, my son, who's actually... Um, He's now working in New York City um, in a, in a, doing architecture work. But, um, and I'm really, really proud of him, and I don't think he would be where he is today if he hadn't had a, a very active part in his IEP meeting. Um, something I noticed was that each year, the IEP team, the adults on the IEP team, we would come up with a recommendation that seemed like the perfect plan for him that would support him, give him all the support he needed. And that was always our focus, providing all the support he needed. But for John Paul, he wasn't really looking for support. He was looking for empowerment, and he was looking to actually have less support. So I think that the adults in this equation tend to be very nurturing, and the kids tend to be looking to grow and mature. And so what happened with Johnny is I started bringing him to his meetings in fourth grade, um, he's a man of few words, kind of, uh, so I, I really actually thought it was a big mistake to bring him because the first meeting, he just looked at me with daggers in his, his eyes the whole meeting, and I thought, okay, this is a big mistake. I don't know why I did this, but in the end, the last comment, or the last comment of the meeting was, um, so do you have any questions to him? And he just said, the first thing he said in the whole meeting was, does that mean I have special ed for math because I think I'm good at math? And so all of a sudden, all of these, all of us adults, we looked at what we, as our paperwork and our, and the data and the, re, the evaluation results, and we said, oh, he is good at math. Maybe he doesn't need the special ed class in math. And that was the beginning of Johnny reducing his services, which continued to progress over um, each year of his academic life until his senior year, his junior year, we, we were in a meeting where he was advocating for declassification. So every single year, he advocated for um, a higher bar and less services and support. And again, he's right now he's working in New York City, um, you know, doing pretty well. Uh, he just started a new job. And I think if he hadn't been a, a part of that, if he hadn't been in that meeting, they, all of us at the table would have wanted to, would have had a lower bar that was much more comfortable. Um, we, I don't think we would have pressed, pushed him the most, and I think that's really what this whole process fosters. This Transition Results podcast was brought to you by the TransitionSource.org website with support from the New York State Education Department. To learn more about it, log on to TransitionSource.org and click on the Practices tab.